You're listening to the Stain and Seal Experts Podcast, where you'll get educated, get more money, grow your business, and kick the nine to five. Here is your host, an entrepreneur and mastermind behind the Stain and Seal Experts brand, Caleb Roth. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We love sharing our information that we've learned over the years here at Stain and Seal Experts. Um, being a, a stain and seal contractor, we've got to have products we can count on, and that's why we only use expert professional wood care products. Uh, expert stain and seal and expert cleaners and brighteners really make our job easy. It's something we can depend on. Um, the number one reason for callbacks in wood fencing nowadays is because of warping, twisting, and cracking, and this oil-based formula stops that. And besides that, it's so easy to apply. Any of our guys can do it, and uh, it's just been really a great thing for our company. So check it out. You can get it at the Stain and Seal Experts store, stainandsealexperts.com, and there's tons of dealers all over the U.S. and Canada that carry it. Uh, maybe you should talk to your fence supply house, your paint supplier, or power wash store about expert stain and seal. Thanks, guys. Uh, if that was uh, reality, uh, I'd be doing something different. <laughs> well, here we are. So welcome to the Stain and Seal Experts podcast. I am joined with Justin. Uh, Justin, tell the whole world how to properly pronounce your last name. Uh, it is Menezes. Uh, I usually tell folks to get rid of that first S and add a Z. It tends to help, uh, but if not, I I go by just about anything. Justin Menezes. I had no idea. We yeah. I don't we we've just been guessing the whole time, so it's good to know. It's like oh, Stan, right. it's like Stanton Frank. Everybody's like, is it Frank Stanton or Stanton Frank? Yeah. We don't know. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. so it's like you um you're on a job site probably right now. You're probably just finished up staining something. Uh, actually, we're in the middle of a deck right now. Um, we we stained a fence this morning, uh, and then uh, Edwin, my my uh, one employee that I have outside of my son, uh, is painting an interior. And there's a new guy here in town uh, that's been kind of picking out my brain, asking for some help and stuff. And he asked if I would come and help him stain a deck this afternoon. So uh, kind of giving him tips and how I do things and don't do things, and kind of get him to learn how to do things the right way. So you're literally training your competition today yeah 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 yep. we do the same thing isn't that isn't that a new a new way of thinking yeah well um i, I was telling steven uh, <clears throat> you know i wish i wish like eight years ago people wouldn't be afraid to do that you know to to stop by and see your competitor and say hi mm -hmm. and introduce yourself and see what they're doing and not doing and you know revealing what you're doing and what you're not doing <clears throat> so that uh, we can better the market and better the quality of service that we're providing to, you know, you know, interchangeable customers. I might be doing his customer uh, in a couple of years. He might be doing my customer in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, what we've noticed is a level of service raises. So if everybody's going to that high level of service, comes at a higher cost and it, it, yeah. and it, it levels the playing field instead of one guy's giving the Cadillac while the other guy's giving the, the VW price. Yeah. Um, we, we kind of set that bar higher, which I like. So, well, good for you, man. That's awesome that you got people looking you, looking you up and, and you're actually out there helping them on their job site. So yeah. tell us about the, tell us about your business, the name of it. Um, tell us a little bit about you and what got you into the stain business. Uh, so uh, making all things new. Um, when my wife and I, we were talking about starting a staining business, uh, we kept throwing around different names and I've got six kids. I've got five boys, one girl, 
and my oldest son, uh, Justin Roy, uh, or Justin Jr., uh, basically said, um, why don't we use the biblical verse, making all things new? That's what you want to do with your decks. You want to make them look new again. So uh, let's stick to what we believe in. And that's how making all things new kind of came about. It's um, we're all made new through Christ, and that's kind of how we run our business. We're a Christian-oriented business. We uh, we do things honestly. Uh, if you know, if we screw up, we man up to it. We're not afraid to reveal that we screwed up, and that's kind of how making all things new came about. I love it. I love it. So that's cool. And so your son helps you in the business, son. It sounds like. Uh, so yeah, one of the blessings of having our own business is uh, our kids have had a, a job opportunity uh, to work if they want to work. Uh, I don't force my kids to come and help me, uh, but if uh, they need a car, they they need to earn some money. Uh, if they need, you know, uh, I'm, my dad taught me if I wanted a pair of Reebok pumps, then uh, I should go deliver papers or go get a job, cut some grass, because uh, he was not going to spend, uh, you know, a hundred bucks back in the eighties was outrageous. Uh, so I'm kind of that same mentality. Uh, you want a new iPhone? Well, how much money do you have? Oh, you don't have any money? Well, here, come and work for me. I'll pay you. Uh, I, I treat them fair. Uh, I don't overpay them. I probably pay them less than what they're worth, but uh, that's kind of how life is. Uh, you got to prove yourself if you want to make something. I love it. That's so true. Yeah, I think everybody has uh, worked for their dad. At least I did. I, I think that's actually a privilege. You, you said opportunity. It's both opportunity and privilege to work with somebody who's not afraid to get in your face because so so many people aren't willing to get in your face when you need it. And I think it builds characters. At least it did for me. You know. Yeah. So so thanks it's, for. It's yeah, it's strengthened our relationship. Um, my. I've had three boys work for me. My daughter uh, is kind of my more of my social media critic, um, and she helps me put some things together. But uh, my two, or I guess my three oldest kids, my three oldest sons, uh, we joke around. We, you know, uh, I cuss at them; they cuss at me. Um, we interact like we're we're more of best friends on the job site than a dad and, and sons, and they don't see me so much as the dad, but more of the boss. Um, but yeah, it's helped our relationship quite a bit. Yeah. I'm glad my dad was like, hold the flashlight right here. No, here, yeah. no, here, no, here <laughs> over and over. That was a good thing. So, so tell me about your market. Cause a lot of people don't realize Omaha you're, so you're not in Omaha. You're in, is it called Plattsmouth or what do you call it? Yep. Plattsmouth. Yep. Yeah. Plattsmouth? Thanks for not calling it Plattsmouth. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's actually spelled Plattsmouth and yep. it's, but it's Plattsmouth and, um, yeah. So it's, if I'm not mistaken, you are south of Omaha and north of Lincoln. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we're, we're northeast of Lincoln and we're just south of Omaha. So we're about 40 minutes from Lincoln, 45 minutes, depending on how I'm driving that day. And we're anywhere from 15 to 35 minutes from Omaha. Okay. Okay. So Lincoln is where Matt Warner is with Empire Fence. So for you, those of you that know who Matt is, so they're, you're, you're close over there to Empire territory. So you probably stay in a lot of their fences. But what what is what's the stain market like there for you? Because from what I see from the outside looking in, it's a pretty hot stain market. You got a lot of guys that stain in that market more so than say somewhere like uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, so um, I was talking to Stephen about this. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done in Omaha. Um, 
he and I were talking about competitors and the fear of costs and stuff like that. And I was explaining to him that there is more work than we can all gather together to do. Um, you know, I'll do over a hundred decks this year and still not reach out to all the decks I can probably do. Um, you know, uh, over the last three to four years, I've been trying to hit up fence building companies. Uh, after talking with Matt and, and hearing his input, uh, you know, I've kind of taken off the, the shy blinders and just getting people's faces and tell them who I am. Um, sometimes I got to be a little less aggressive. Uh, I had a gal who owns quality fence who told me that I came off as intimidating instead of as approachable. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done here. Uh, a lot of the negatives in our market is um, people wanting it done for cheap and people being willing to do it for cheap. Um, but I think if we, again, one of the reasons I like reaching out to the competitors and talking to them, uh, and not even competitors, just other people in our business, and just kind of let them know what we're doing and not doing and hopefully uh, help them understand that, you know, uh, we don't have to do a deck for $1.50 a square foot when we can charge 5 to $7 a square foot. Yeah, well, I think I think what it is is, the high, again, back to the level of service, the higher the level of service we provide, the more, like, the more work it is. You're, you're, you know, you guys are making multiple trips. You're, you're using multiple cleaners, which costs more than bleach. You're sanding sometimes, and these things take time, you know. So, and you guys, like, have the world's worst – I don't want to say the world's worst, but every deck you do is like a white hardy board house with concrete underneath the, the deck, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so you've got a lot of extra masking and stuff. And so those things cost yeah. money, but you said the lady said you were intimidating. I don't, I don't know how that works. Cause here's a, I don't know. I don't here's a, a real picture of you. It's not intimidating, yeah. not intimidating that, at all. Yeah. That's, that's when I was uh, helping out during the riots with, uh, with Trump <laughs> Since he's been out of office, I've kind of been uh, eating too much, uh, too many lentils, and uh, I haven't bulked up as much. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. So, so you guys are all your decking cedar there. Pretty much, yeah. Either cedar or uh, a few. There's still a lot of pressure treated decks here, but uh, they're they're kind of coming and going pretty quick. So. When early in my staying career, I thought cedar would soak up way more than treated pine. Now, mm -hmm. I'm my observation, at least in our market, is that pine will actually soak up more, or at least aged pine will soak up a lot more stain than cedar will. What are you noticing on on your since you've got kind of a 50-50 split? Uh, so um, I would say cedar doesn't soak up as much. Um, one of the reasons why we don't spray. Uh, one is we get a lot of wind here. Uh, you can wake up in the morning and uh, what was it? Last week I woke up in the morning and I was going to go power washing because uh, we had had some rain. Uh, we were going to have high winds and on my schedule I had like three fences to do. Um, and then I woke up and there was no rain in the forecast like they had predicted. The winds were dead. Uh, I think there was one mile per hour winds for that day. So we went out and, and sprayed fences. Uh, but because most days, like today, uh, I sprayed a fence this morning, and now this afternoon, I wouldn't have been able to spray that fence. Uh, the wind's picked up. and um, But anyways, back to one of the reasons why I, I brush a deck instead of spraying it is it doesn't absorb the, the, that extra spray that you put on there. And so as we're brushing it, we're getting rid of that excess stain that's just sitting on the boards that's not being absorbed, and we're using less material that way and making sure that the boards are saturated properly 
but not oversaturated where it's just puddling and, and staying on there. Yeah, that's so yeah, I don't, I don't think the cedar's absorbing as much. Yeah, so we had a, 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 a job we did here outside of our office. There was some board on board on the side of a building that was installed years ago. We stripped it down, and when we stripped it, we realized it was half cedar and half pine. So this used to be a fence company here. So typical fence company, they used the material they had, which was half mm -hmm. pine and half cedar. We stained it, and the pine soaked up way more stain. And um, it was very apparent, which was kind of, which was, which was a surprise. But so what tips would you give to get so washing decks so i think this is some of our podcasts we don't get in as much technical stuff but i want to kind of talk and pick your brain on some technical stuff so what do you what's your basic wash like if you're washing a deck your average job what how are you doing that and then what are you doing to avoid fuzz if you can avoid it and if you can't avoid fuzz what do you do with it so uh man i, I i'm an old school uh small guy i don't have a rig i don't have a soft wash system uh, i'm looking at steven's truck in front of me and he's got the power washer on his truck he's got the chemical bins hoses that whole deal uh, i work with a 3600 psi dwelt power washer on two wheels that i drag into everybody's yard um, i pre-wet the decks uh, unless it's rained uh, so like today it's nice and sunny it's 90 something degrees those decks are dry uh, so i'll pre-wet it with the hose um, I've got my two gallon pump up sprayer, uh, put some wood cleaner on it. Depending on how dirty the deck is, uh, I'll adjust the formula if I need to do a cup or half a cup, quarter cup. Um, I found that that wood cleaner, uh, and I'm not kissing your butt on this, uh, that wood cleaner has really helped avoid the fuzzing and uh, the splintering of wood. Whereas before, if you were just using, uh, Sherwin Williams has a Revive, I think is what the product's called. And it's basically bleach. Um, when you washed it, you would see it fuzz up quite a bit. So with my process of doing the wood cleaner with the washing, um, I use a 40 degree tip, uh, to get it cleaned. I haven't seen it fuzz up as much since using the wood cleaner compared to, uh, any of the other cleaners out there. So do you sandex? Do you ever do that? Uh, yeah, I, so our, our process after we wash it, we tell customers we're going to sand where needed. Um, some decks, we honestly don't even have to sand. I usually just carry, uh, whether it's me, Edwin, or one of my kids who's working that day, um, we carry a little sanding sponge in our pocket. And as we're moving our way up the deck, if there's an area that needs a little bit of sanding, we just quickly hit it with that sanding sponge and we just keep moving along. Um, we haven't had, unless we're stripping the deck, like, uh, yesterday we stripped, uh, a pretty bad deck that had deck over on it. Um, and I, you know, I had to pull out the diamond brush blade and, and just, you know, just sand that sucker down. But, uh, typically we don't have to sand too much as long as we wash it correctly. Makes sense. So I want to, I want to make two points here. One, I want to go back to the power washer. So the guy you're sitting there, he's got a big rig and you, and you use a small, a small machine. We did a class in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia this over this last week. And they had a really like the cheapest power washer you could get from Home Depot. It was probably like a 1500 PSI. It was this little bitty guy. And we put the white tip in it and it was just eating this fence up. We couldn't figure it out. And so there were some power wash guys there and they said, how about we go get one of our tips? So they got the same tip, 40 degree tip in a J rod, put it on totally different. Um, the point of that is, is if you got a cheap pressure washer, that's fine. 
but the tips, I didn't think the tips made a difference. The tips make a huge difference because the cheap tip, what it did was it was really strong on the sides and in the middle, there was nothing. So every time you would make a pass, you had two lines. And then we, we swapped to the, the, to the professional grade tip and it was just smooth all the way through. It was a perfect, you couldn't. So if you got a cheap power washer, no problem. Just make sure you get a good tip. And then you said another thing that caught my ear was you said, as we go up the deck while we're, and I'm, what, what I'm thinking is you start staining, do you start staining at the bottom and work your way up? So uh, if, if there's two people on the job, um, one of us will start on the inside of the rail, work our way up the stairs, hitting that rail and as much as we can on the other. So we usually hit the outside first uh, as much as we can. So we're not going up on ladders as much um, to get to high areas. Um, but yeah, we work our way up and work, work our way around. And then usually by the time we're done with the rail, uh, the second guy will jump off the deck and start hitting the fascia and the support beams and I'll start on the floor. Makes sense. So, so we always, um, everybody's different. I would always do the outside band and all the wrap and then the, then the railings. And then I would do the floor and work my way off and do, I usually would do the steps, the step, like when I was doing steps, that means it's almost time to go home. So yeah, that's the way it is. So, so you guys put your stain on my hand, you use, you don't use a rig, you use an actual power washer, you roll in the yard. So what are you using to put your chemicals on with? I'm sorry, a phone call came in. Go ahead. What are you using to put your chemicals on with? Uh, so we use a, uh, I can't even remember the name, a, cha a Champion Pump Sprayer at Walmart. They're like uh, $20. Uh, they've got a, a nice little, um, it's kind of like the Scott Sprayer. Um, it's got like a rounded tip that you can throw on there that has four or five different spray nozzles on it. Uh, I don't know for what reason, but they just seem to last a little longer than most other pump sprayers that we've tried. Expert professional wood care makes high quality stains and sealers and eco-friendly wood cleaning products. Expert stain and sealers can be used in any sprayer system, require no back brushing and do not stink like other brands. Expert Stain and Seal is a true oil-based formula, perfect for fences, decks, patio covers, and pre-staining applications. Less warping and twisting, longer-lasting finish, and easy application are just a few of the benefits of Expert Stain and Seal. Join our online community of thousands of fence staining contractors at staininguniversity.com and be sure to download the Stain and Seal Experts app, a free stain calculator and estimator tool available now in the Apple App Store. For more info, visit realgoodstain.com. That's realgoodstain.com. I want to try something new here I've never done. I want to show everybody what um, what, your, what kind of work you are getting completed with these machines here that you're talking about. Check it out. Look at that. Okay. You guys can see behind the scenes. All right. So here, so here's your page. And uh, I was just scrolling through. What I'm always so impressed with is you guys, y'all you, take great pictures for one, but you got great projects. Um, so how are you doing a fence like this? You guys are spraying this and do you back brush or do you not back brush? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we back brush everything. Um, no rhyme and reason other than I kind of have a painting background. Uh, I painted for a good 12 to 15 years before getting into deck staining. And uh, anytime you spray, you always back roll or back brush. Um, 
And so when we apply stain with a sprayer, um, we we do, you know, oh, I'm just letting my guy know where to head to. Sorry about that. Yeah, he's just in the back. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, so when, like on a fence like we did today, um, it's just a one-man guy. I'm just out there. Uh, I usually pre-position buckets, so, you know, figure out where I'm going to run into needing another five-gallon bucket out. And we spray it. Uh, I usually put on a nice heavy coat in about two sections, come back over that heavy coat with a light coat, and then just back brush it using that excess stain to hit the knots and uh, get any areas that need extra stain. Makes sense. Yeah, so like a fence we did today, we did um, a shadow box. It was roughly 300 linear feet. We did both sides with about 35 gallons of stain. 300 feet shadow box, 35 gallons of stain. What? So I know everybody's going to ask you, what tip did you use? Uh, I'm actually using a 619 uh, blue tip on a, on a Greco 390. And do you know your pressures? Because everybody asks me and I have no idea. Just... So uh, on the on the 390, uh, it's got uh, I'm trying to remember now. It's got the primer setting, and then you go a little further up, and it's got like a color code. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't tell you what the it's, it's gray, then blue, then green. I think or gray, then green, then blue. Yeah, something like so that. I'm kind of in between there. I, I I kind of adjusted depending on the age of the the fence. So like the fence we spray we sprayed this morning uh, was a, a new fence that was put up uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, so it wasn't going to absorb a whole lot of stain. Um, so we had to lower the pressure a little bit. But if it's an older fence like we did a couple of days ago, then I've got it on a little higher pressure because I want more stain on there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 390 Graco. So any any uh, advice on a sprayer? I think I think that's like every truck we've got's got a 390 Graco. It's a because we we use the big gas ones, but the 390 is the backup and it's always there ready to rock and roll. Yeah, it's, it's dependable. Um, I only So I've got three machines. Uh, I've got a, a small X7 uh, that we bought at Home Depot um, during the winter. If they had like a crazy deal where you just had to buy one. Um, we use that for latex spraying inside the house and stuff like that. Then we've got a, an X9, I think, um, tall boy or high boy. It's a on wheels, kind of a little higher up machine. Uh, and we use that for semi-solids if we're doing like super deck um, kind of stains. And we just and then we have the 390 that we just use for stain and seal. So how often do you clean that machine? Uh, I clean it usually after every Friday, usually when I get home. So like uh, this week, once we're well, we're done spraying for this week. Uh, we're going to be washing Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe Friday. Uh, so Friday. Before the day is over, I just pull the pump out and just make sure everything is not dunked up in there. Yeah, so Friday, that's what we do. So on Fridays, we we just take a jar. Where is the jar? Here it is. Basically, a mineral spirits. Drop the old filters in, the dirty ones. Pull the clean filter out and just swap them. And and that's what we do. So Friday's a good day to do it. Um, yeah. What else? I know I know somebody's going to have some questions. Let's let's. I want every, I want you to see how many fans you have here. So here, Joel Velez from Sunnyvale, California. He's laughing at your picture with all your muscles. And yeah. um, how, how, would tall, be how tall are you? I'm um, 6'3 on a good day. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, because you're a big guy. 
we sand every deck flat. We love sanding a little extra. I don't know who the Facebook user is. We can't see, but and then uh, you can adjust PSI from the tip size with the same 40 degree white tip. Yeah, so that 40 degree tip I was talking about, it it was a it was a a problem with the um, manufacturing of the tip. Yeah. And yeah, so when when we buy a power washer, we throw away those tips. Um, is they just don't they just don't do what they're supposed to do. Um, we do. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the brand. We buy uh, these pressure tips, kind of like the J rods. Um, there's a hot sea power washing store here in Omaha, and they sell some pretty good material there. And I bought a um, it's a multiple tip J rod from them, and that's what we use with our forty. And that thing will last, you know, a full season without having any problems. Yep, yep. So yeah, this guy says Justin does 20 decks a day. No, I wish. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. I, wish. I think the most decks we've ever done in a day was six. How many guys? Uh, there's three of us, or I guess four, including myself. So yeah, I'm a couple of years Yeah, go ahead. Three, truck, three trucks, I'm guessing, two jobs a day? No, no, we... Uh, we, so my, uh, my son Noah was playing football at Iowa Western and we had, uh, him and three other football players that the coach had talked to me about giving them something to do during the summer, keep them out of trouble and help them earn some extra money. So we had three football players and myself, uh, and we would just jump into my truck and we would go deck to deck. And, um, I mean, they weren't massive decks. Don't get me wrong. There were, uh, there was two 10 by 10 decks that we probably knocked out in an hour each deck. Uh, and then we did, um, I want to say four, maybe 12 by 14, 12 by 16 decks. That's, that's uh, drive time. That's no, um, that's no, uh, no, no major, that's no small task to do six decks. If you got drive time. Well, yeah. Time. So about 80, 85% of my work is in, is situated in Omaha. And if you plan your day out correctly, um, so like Friday, uh, you know, we do our cleanups. We, we plan for the upcoming week. Uh, I'll set up jobs to what we're going to do that upcoming week. And if we have, you know, like today I'm in La Vista helping, uh, helping Steven. Um, but next Monday we have three jobs that are like two blocks away from each other, um, that we're going to do. Uh, and we'll probably do all three of those decks in that one day. Yeah, that's awesome. So for us, a lot of our, from our service area is about an hour, hour and a half away. Yeah. And, and probably average could be, you know, every once in a while you get them 10 minutes apart, but probably 30 to 45 minutes in between each job is pretty standard for us. But we choose to be out in the country because we all live in the country and we love it. And we go to Nashville to go to work and we go to the country to go home. So it's uh, sure. the price, the price you pay, I guess. So yeah. Chris Olson. Yeah. You met Chris Olson at Joe Everest's event, and but he says Chris Olson here from Wisconsin going to be in Nashville later this week. So I hope he comes to see us when he's in Nashville. Come see us. Here's you a question from California. Do you ever feel like there's a need to scrub the deck or fence after applying chemicals? I, I haven't. Um, no, honestly, I haven't. Um, we did a deck that we washed... Uh, Last week, and we stained it uh, yesterday. Um, it had massive growth on there. And um, it came off with the wood cleaner. I put, instead of just using regular wood cleaner, I put in a cup of uh, wood stripper in there and then a cup of the uh, sodium metal silicate, and it cleaned up right without any problems. How many, gal of all that. How many gallons yeah, was that? 
How many gallons? Uh, how many gallons to clean that deck? No, no, no. You said you put in you put in a cup of wood stripper, a cup of, of wood cleaner, but how many gallons? Uh, two more? gallons. Two gallon pump. Okay, so you kind of had like a like a, a medium strength stripper then. Yeah, yeah, so and it was, and it cleaned up really nice. Nice, nice. Let's see here. Where do you think the stain business is going? Because it's changing. Like the last couple of years, it's really been changing. I think it's been changing because everybody's kind of sharing ideas. What do you think? What do you think's coming, and what do you think needs to come? So uh, here, here in Omaha, um, the business is great. I mean, I, I'm booked out till July, um, as of right now, and I'm not saying that to you know to boast or to do anything like that. It's not my intention. Um, but it's just people want their decks done. Uh, the cost of lumber has really helped. Um, you know, a lot of folks are preserving their deck instead of rebuilding a deck. And so, uh, yeah, deck, deck staying business here, here in our area is pretty good. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to change in the near future, at least for the next few years that I can tell. And then as far as um, a lot of people are, are also putting a value on a good quality product instead of, you know, just going to Home Depot and buying their whatever garbage that they sell. Yeah. Yeah. We're noticing, I can't remember the number uh, right off my head, but there's, there's a, there is actually a number. So if someone spends $3,000 or on staining a fence or a deck at their home, the return on investment, if they were to sell their home right now is usually like, it's a, it's a multiplier. It's quite a bit yeah. more money. It's like, it's it's pretty astonishing. It's like you spend three grand, you might get a twenty five thousand dollar return on it when you go to sell your house. So, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll share something interesting with you. In the last two years since COVID, uh, deck or inspectors for house purchases are actually inspecting decks, which I've never seen happen up until a couple of years ago. It used to be when you had an inspection, they would just kind of peek out the sliding door. Okay, you got a deck, and that that would be it. Now they're actually looking for wood rot. They're looking to see if it's treated or not treated, uh, how how wobbly the stairs are, how bouncy they are, which I haven't seen for years. Like it's, I, I can't remember when a home inspector would actually walk the deck to check it. Yeah, well, that makes sense, I guess, with so many contractors. Do you do you have? To, I don't know if you know, but some some places you don't have to be licensed or pull a permit to build a deck. So I guess if you got if you got guys building these things with just the way they think they need to be built. Um, they could fall down. So, but so it's got to be built right. But I, I think also yeah. when you got this, I got a picture up on the screen of, of this of stain with, you know, any kind of penetrating stain is going to help, you know, help the wood not warp and crack. So that yeah. helps. Yeah. I think that's good. That's yeah, a good so, thing. Yeah. So here in our area, if it's a new housing development, they don't inspect decks. If you're building a new deck onto your pre existing home, then they require a permit. And they'll actually do an inspection if you're lucky to get an inspector out. Yeah, I think that I think it's the same way here. I don't know if they inspect it, but I do know you got to pull a permit to build a deck that's attached to the home. But a lot of guys get around it by building a deck that's not actually attached to the house. So, but I think I think your construction requires like it's got to be attached. Yeah. What do you think? Um, what do you think needs to happen? here in the next couple of years, like to take the stain industry to the next level, to get it to where maybe it's a recognized trade or more, more where it's like, uh, um, well-known as, as an electrician or a plumber or something like that. Well, I think, um, 
I think if we as standing companies and individuals inform our customers, uh, Dave, Dave Belitz, uh lives not far away from me and he does a lot of estimates for me. Uh, I just don't have time to do everything and, and he's a great salesman. Um, I bring him up because he's the kind of person that when he goes and meets with a customer, he educates that customer. Um, whether they, they take our service or don't take our service, he tells them about stain and seal experts. Uh, he, we're we're going to create a block kind of like what you just showed where we have uh, Sherwin-Williams, um, the Home Depot brand, the Valspar brand, and we're going to show the difference between a good oil stain compared to the film forming and how it doesn't penetrate so that customers are aware of what's out there. Um, I think a lot of, at least here in Omaha, there's uh, there's a lack of education on what's out there and what's not out there. Uh, most people go to Home Depot because it's the big box store that everybody goes to or Lowe's and they see uh, Olympic stain and Home Depot or, or I guess Olympics at Lowe's and they'll put up some kind of literature on there that shows that Olympic is one of the top three stains in America or something like that. Uh, what they don't know is, okay, top three compared to what? Olympic, Valspar, Bear maybe. Um, so a lot of it's just educating our customers of what's actually out there for them to use and have on their deck and, and why we're using it. Yeah, it's probably sales is what it comes down to at the end of the day. I mean, when you when you got a billion dollar or $15 billion company with board members, the number one goal is it's, it's a profit. So I think that's probably probably what it comes down to is just profitability. Um, that is their that is their responsibility as as a board. So that's the way it goes. So. Hmm. So. You told me you watched these videos and, and it's hard to think that anybody sitting here would be watching us, but actually you've probably got the most views and comments we've ever had on one of these podcasts. So everybody, you got a lot of fans out there, but what do you think, what do you think we need to do more of on this thing and who, what kind of people or who, if you know of anybody, who should we have on here and what do you, what do you think would help the most people um, if we did on a continuous basis? Um, what do you think would help the most? Um, I, I think just, um, well, I'd love to hear more from Stanton Frank. Um, that guy, like when it comes to log homes and, and just his personality and character, uh, he's, he's definitely somebody you want to, you want to meet and get to know, um, great individual, uh, and just has a wealth of knowledge for such a young guy. Um, you know, Kenny Dugan is also another one that, you know, I'm sure he gets brought up a lot, but, uh, I don't know how many times I've asked him a question and he just, you know, replies as soon as he can. And, and it's never just, uh, you know, a quick, hey, let me give you a quick answer so you can get off my back. Um, what I like about the videos is just the information, you know, um, just hearing that there are other guys, other gals out there doing what we're doing or what I'm doing and just kind of hearing what they've done or what they, they've tried and what's worked for them and hasn't worked for them. Uh, just hearing about their experiences experience shares that's that jesus we all learn from jesus by the stories he told not by what he told us to do or not to do so that's interesting yeah here's stanton right here i said we're i said first i said stanton frank we're calling you out and he mm -hmm. said you guys are killing me i'm terrible with podcasts but let's get something scheduled i'll finally budge you oh, hear that I'll finally budge we've been trying to get into budge for a long time so yeah, if I, you, I'm, the least, I'm the least technical savvy person and if and if i can 
if you can send me a link and I can open it up and we eventually can hear and talk to each other, then I'm sure he can. Yeah. I mean, he's much younger than I am. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. He just wants to act old. Yeah. Yeah. We fumbled with it a little bit. We couldn't figure it out, but um, I want to give a shout out to Hudson Russell. So I, I, I think he says, Justin, I think Hudson's pretty young guy. Hudson, tell us how old you are. And I, and are you still, you just tell us how old you are and then I'll start asking questions, but it looks like he's doing big things. Um, yeah. he's got a lot of different services that he provides. I think he's doing, I see him doing driveway ceilings and I see him do a lot of wood care. So he's yeah. doing great work. Yeah. He's seven, he that's what I work. thought. Yeah. 17. So are you in school? Yeah. We got to get Hudson on the show and just and question him because, um, he's, he's, I see him taking on projects that are big and, and yeah. they're, they're big and they're big enough to scare away a lot of older guys, but he's yeah. young. And so, that's the way I was. I was like, let's go catch Moby Dick in a rowboat. And, yeah. um, and so yeah. I like that. I like that. Mentality. Yeah, butter knife and fork. And we, and yeah. we've, got, we've got Moby Dick to eat for weeks. Yeah. So I always like that. So I want to, I want to hear from his perspective and then what's he's, what's he doing for school? Because you think 17 year old, he should be in school or is he already graduated or, or what's he doing? So we had a guy here last night, Logan Johnson was at our place last night and we went out to eat and, uh, he, he, um, I don't know if he wants me to tell, but he had a similar thing. Like instead of school, he went to work and he's got a successful business. So um, he isn't, he does online school. Okay. So there you go. That's cool. And then we got, hello everyone, Renee and Naomi. We're glad to be here. Justin, you, you've got the biggest show who, who else? So we got Stanton Frank. We're going to do Hudson. We've already had Kenny on. We we need to give Kenny a, a um, an exact list of questions and just let him just bang them out. Yeah, that yeah. Hudson would be great to talk to because I, I've seen uh, he messages me every once in a while, and some of the stuff that guy's doing is just like you mentioned. It, it would scare a lot of people, and and it looks like he's just taking it on and and you know not even winking a winking an eye at it and just yeah. just taking it, doing it. Yep. Yep. And so some, some people would say with, with, um, to be young is to be, um, if, if you've never messed anything up, you're not afraid of messing anything up. So, um, yeah. and I was always that way. So I think it'd be good for him to talk to the older guys and then for some of the older guys to see a young guy doing it successfully and be like, Hey, you know what? We'll take on a bigger job. Yeah. So I'm impressed. So Chris Sisson here, Green Wolf Power Washing, great content. I've gained a ton of knowledge from you and other guys that you named. So appreciate it. Uh, that's cool. So I know you probably got to get back to work, but if somebody is in Omaha, how, how far away do you go from Plattsmouth or <laughs> from Plattsmouth? And, uh, and, and then how do people get in touch with you? What's the best way? Uh, so uh, about 90, what did we figure out last year? About 75% of our jobs came from faceless contracts. Uh, Somebody sends me a text, hey, uh, are you still standing decks and can we get on your schedule? And, and I'm like, well, I you know, probably can't come out until two weeks from now to take a look at it. And they'll send me pictures. Uh, I verify the size of the deck. So about 70% of my jobs are that way. So a lot of people just text me. Uh, you know, They call me on 402-570-5381. Or they usually hook me up on uh, Facebook. I do a lot of, a lot of my work comes from Facebook. I love it. So I pulled up your Facebook page earlier. Do you guys have a straight, straight up website? Nope, nope. So um, that's, 
so two years ago, I went into the whole the whole website. Um, I think I even did some ROI stuff like that, and I wasn't I wasn't getting anything out of it. Um, so two after two years, we just decided it's not worth it. We're uh, you know, and I'll probably die from Facebook, but that's uh, I don't do any ads. I just do buy and sell pages, put my information out there. And a lot of it has come from word of mouth and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the job we're at today doing for Steven, uh, we've had two neighbors come and talk to us already about doing their debts and they haven't even asked the price. They just want to get put on our schedule. So yeah, I don't know if no, the neighbor really told them how much we're charging or, or not charging. And, but, you know, they just want their deck done and they see what we're doing. And I think they appreciate the, the quality and, and the, you know, the, uh, the service that we're doing instead of just coming in there and spraying it and getting out. No, I agree with you on that. And on the website thing, it is true. There was a time you had to have a website. Now, if you got a Facebook page, you're there, you're legitimate. And so I agree with that. And we have a website, but if I had to start all over again, would I have one? Probably, but I probably wouldn't spend a ton of money on it. I would probably spend more, more money on just getting the word out uh, in other ways. So, all right, yeah. Stanton Frank I'm says. Not that big a, I'm not that big of a business guy either. So, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm good where I'm at. You know, one guy, maybe two people working, that's about it. And that's all we're going for. I understand. We're not looking to make a million dollar business out of it. With with uh, with revenue comes headaches sometimes. So that's the way it goes. Yeah, cool. So, Facebook user, this is Stanton, I'm pretty sure he says, I quote all my decks from some simple information the customer gives me and I don't even need to go quote them anymore from Stanton. So yeah. this is true. This is true. So now um, I'm going to pay the bills and I'm going to say, everybody, if you want to learn more about this, um, if you want to get into this kind of business, the best place to go in the whole world, and I, I think that is true, the best place in the whole world it, it would be this group right here. It's the Staining University Facebook group. Uh, yeah. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash staining university. Copy that into your browser and go check it out. 5,000 staining contractors. So, wow. um, and everybody does things different. Every product imaginable has been used in there. And so, if you've got a question, somebody there can probably answer it. So, there's probably a million years combined knowledge there. So, let's see what else. And gotta, gotta plug the product. So, if you guys want to get stained, check us out at realgoodstain.com. Justin, man, I appreciate you coming on. I know you got to go get to work or if you want to keep talking so you don't have to stain, I could keep talking, but you probably, you probably got to get back after it. Yeah. I don't want to look bad for the guys who's working. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> he's, helping me. he's on the phone. Hey, I really appreciate it. Tell him you're famous and you give him your autograph before you leave today. So, yeah. So, Hey man, we really appreciate you and all you're doing for the community and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Have a great day. We'll see you. All right. That was Justin. That was a lot of fun. Glad he came. So Justin's very humble. He's also um, in the national, I believe he's national guard. And um, I don't quote me on this exact, but I believe he was voted some kind of like soldier of the year, uh, which is a pretty incredible, uh, pretty incredible um, honor that he, that he got. And it was obviously well-earned. So, um, there you go, an American soldier right there. That's exactly what they look like, American. Also, a uh, not a native to this country, so I think Canadian-born. So um, there's a Canadian-born man who came to America, joined the military, and has his own business and has five kids. So what a great story. 
and uh, we love working with such great people. So thanks for guys tuning in and um, who's next? Let's, let's keep going. So Stanton Frank, uh, who else can we get on here? Hudson Russell, no, Stanton Frank, Hudson Russell. And who did we say? Kenny Dugan. Let's do it. Let's keep rolling guys. If you, uh, if you need anything from us, check us out at realgoodstain.com. And I appreciate you listening. I really do. Uh, and if we can do anything for you guys, remember our office is always open at 615-785-1861-1861. If you've got a question about staining, fences, decks, anything, wood restoration, um, give us a call. we got a full full staff of people who know the answer or can find the answer uh, most likely to any wood care problem you're having. So thanks, guys. I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Stain and Steel Experts podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and check out Stain and Steel Experts on your favorite social media.